Welcome to the Ark, dear. Episode 23. I'm sad. Why are you sad, dear? Well, there's a lot of reasons. For one, Vicky's gone. Yeah. And Steven's... She went a while ago. Steven's gonna be gone soon. You don't know that. I know that. You know that because I told you that, but I told you that... I'm sad! forget I'm wow. sad. Jesus. I, I'm only getting it for like three episodes, and I really like it's not fair. Listen, petition fucking BBC to spend to give the fucking restoration team more money I to will. animate the missing episodes, or They're... petition them to like search the world harder to find more complete prints of the episodes mm-hmm. that are missing. Okay. There's a monitor lizard, okay. and the episode's called The Steel Sky. And there's a toucan yeah. that flies in next to it, which is weird, because they don't live in the same environment. And then there's someone in a snake skin suit with an eye in their mouth, and it's really gross. And they walk through the jungle, and there's, there's some snakes and leaves, and the TARDIS is swooping in, and Dodo <laughs> is here. Her name is Dodo. Her name is Dodo. And she is sneezing. And yeah. Steven comes after her going, Dodo, where the fuck do you think you're going? You didn't even check if there was an atmosphere or anything like that. What are you doing? And she's like, I don't care. Looking at toucans and shit. This is just a zoo. For context, she literally was not involved at all in the previous episode. And in the last, like, two minutes, um... Stephen leaves the TARDIS, the Doctor thinks he's going to be alone, then Stephen comes back running, going, Oh god, I think someone just got hit by a car, like, we need to contact someone. And then Dodo comes in after him, going, Hey guys, what's going on here? I'm someone. And then they take off. Mm. Her real name is Dorothea, by the way, but she likes being called Dodo. Um, Because she's in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, huh, this is weird. It's Earth, but not really, and we're kind of confused about what's going on, and they're just learning a whole lot about nature and stuff, and they walk off, and then a lizard scaly hand pushes some leaves away, and then there's more of them, and they're, everyone's in a courtroom, and the lizard scaly man hands paper to another person who's human, and he signals for someone to come in. And that Hmm. someone is being charged for being careless to the human race and the monoids uh, for doing some shit that could have killed them all. And the prisoner is to be microized until he's cellular size so he can't do anything. No. Because that wouldn't kill you in any way. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um... A woman comes up and goes, Father, he won't do it again, I promise. And they're like, we can't help it. We're the guardians of the human race under galactic law, and there's nothing we can do about it. So they put him in a cardboard box, and they shrink him until he poofs away. Then they take the glass petri dish away, so he can't fuck with anyone anymore. And apparently the monoids can't speak, which is what those weird wig eye mouth lizard things were. Uh, they also have duck feet, which is kind of interesting. And <laughs> so they 
sort of just take him away, and then we zoom in very quickly on the prosecutor's uh, face, and he's very angry. And then we cut to Dodo and everyone, and they see an elephant, and they go over and pet it. And then I remembered the 60s, and I felt bad for the elephant. And it's a jungle uh, without a sky, and incorporating animals Mm -hmm. from every single place in the world, apparently. Wow. In one jungle. But also the earth below them is also trembling. And by trembling, I mean the doctor put his hand on it and like wiggled it back and forth. So, <laughs> but it feels like a, a, a regular tremble, like a mechanical vibration. Um, and Dodo keeps fucking sneezing. And I was really confused as to why she was sneezing. I just thought that was her thing. And I was going to be like, if she fucking sneezes throughout this entire fucking Yeah, story. that's her thing. That's her companion trait. She just sneezes constantly. I mean, that has been a trait for characters in the past, where they're like, I have allergies. Uh, sort of yeah, thing. but she doesn't say that. She just has fucking, like, sneezing. Mm. Um, Dodo apparently found a crusade outfit in the TARDIS and wanted to wear it. So she's in this outfit for no real reason other than she found it and she liked it. Um, and she's not supposed to cause any harm to it because they might need it later. Um, I think it's Ian's crusade outfit, too. How does it fit Donnie her? wears during the episode the crusades. How does it I'll check, fit I'll her? check. Okay. Uh, we see uh, a mono, monoid, uh, wow, uh, watch them wow. go and walk back to tell everyone in the courtroom. And then they're told to, quote unquote, invite slash arrest everyone. And bring them in, because there's no way they could br- get on the ship. Um, <laughs> and then the doctor's like, Dodo, you don't understand English. Wow. And I'm like, I, do- I don't understand? What's wrong with her English? I- I'll get into it in a bit, but okay, keep going. Uh, they see a picture of zebra, uh, the zebra with two heads on a rock, and they're like, hmm, well, that's weird. And then an alarm goes off, but then they see some monoids looking at the TARDIS trying to find the crew. So it's like, oh no, let's not be seen. So they hide in a small cave, and Dodo goes to sneeze again, because her allergies are acting up. And uh, Stephen comes over and muzzles her to stop. Um, We haven't been told what it is, Gam. I'm making a joke. I'm sorry. You just jumped to an assumption. Okay, I'm just reading my notes. They try to sneak back to the TARDIS, and Dodo sneezes again. Uh, but she's not crying. Her her nose is running. And they make this a bit throughout the show about how she's not crying, and that she is crying, and all this stuff. And they go to get back on the TARDIS, and they see a city in the distance, and they realize they're on a spaceship. And suddenly all, shippy. suddenly all the monoids stand up around them, and they have them at stick point. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> stick point. Hell new yeah. on ABC. Uh, they're in court. What? New at five on ABC? They're in court, yep. They're in court and explain that they're from space time. And they're trying to ask Steven what the fuck is up, and he's like, why are you asking me? Ask the fucking doctor. And that one prosecutor is still really fucking angry. Um, and they come, they come from Earth, but the monoids came to Earth from their planet that it was dying, 
but they don't know where they're from. But the Earth is also dying and about to be swallowed by the sun, so everybody gone on a ship to leave and find another planet. Uh, they think that the Doctor and crew might be refusions or something? Because they don't know what refusions look like, and they're going to take over the plant planet of refusion and refusus. live there. Refusus and live there. So they're like, maybe you're refusions and taking over the bodies and coming after us because we're gonna come to your planet. And then the prosecutor sends a monoid to go look over the TARDIS, and the guys are just like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, trust them for five seconds. Like, what?" And then they find out that they're in the 57th segment of time, which means about 10 million years or so has passed. And they brought everything, of course, two by two, all the animals, you know, so they could reproduce. And everyone on the planet Earth uh, was reduced to a microscopic size, which, thinking about it, why didn't they reduce the animals to a microscopic size? But it's fine. Um, with cabinets full, cabinets full of millions of people. And it's going to take about 700 years to construct the statue that they're making made of rivarium rock that will last forever. Because it's really tough. Yeah, it's really, really tough. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another alarm and a cart comes in with a monoid laying on it. And they're like, there's a disease spreading among them. And then the commander falls over with a fever. And they're like, oh no, it was brought by the strangers. This is literally colonizing America all over again. Smallpox blankets. And the monoid then dies. And the crew and the doctor are seized because the monoid died. And they're arrested. And they're, they're going to be made to suffer for their crimes using special galactic laws. And then that was the episode. Ooh. 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 So, um... Dodo, mm -hmm. Dorothea, Dodo Chaplet. Yep. Um, her actress Jackie Lane mm -hmm. had a very Cockney accent. Yep. And uh, it shows quite a number of times throughout the episode. She struggled a lot to get the official BBC English, mm -hmm. which is um, what uh, the guidelines essentially for the BBC were. Uh, everyone has to have this accent. Uh, this the, every every English, every British has to have this BBC British sort of accent. Right. Uh, not allowed anything else except for maybe exceptions like, uh, say, you have an American or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> uh, she struggled a lot with it to begin with. She gets better as time goes by, but. Um, uh, the funny thing is, the episode that, uh, a few episodes after she leaves the show, they actually kind of relax that that rule. They're like, eh, people can have different accents on the show, it's okay. Um, so it's like, oh, I kind of feel sorry for her. Because, <laughs> of course. Yes. Um, I will say, on top of that, um... Uh, this script is the first one to have a woman writer, uh, woman listed as the writer. Mm -hmm. um, Leslie Scott, yeah. who was the wife of the other writer, Paul Erickson, uh, she 
supposedly did no work on the script, uh, but he wanted to include her on the writer's credit because it was a personal arrangement I had with her, which was my own personal business at the time. The circumstances went to, into history. I need say no more than that. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's it's still important. Still an important part of history. Because Doctor Who still kind of struggles to get women writers. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they struggle to a de- degree. Um on the main show uh not like they don't try but yeah they didn't try that hard when Stephen Moffat was running the show but Stephen Moffat doesn't exactly have progressive views about women mm-hmm. um he's yeah anyway episode two what happens uh well it's called the plague so you can kind of figure it out personally oh is it about covid might be um a little hard to watch, I'll admit, but it's fine. Um, That's right. It's not the, like there's any sort of real world <sighs> analogy. It's not like there's a total fucking fascist in there. It's fine. Um, the doctor isn't really sure what to do. Um, or what they will do to them. And Dodo is crying, but actually her nose is running. But then she's actually crying because she thinks she's killed everyone. So the doctor tells her, just just rest. You might get sick. You're sick. Get rest. Um, if they get out, they might be able to help. At the console, Cranky Man, who I later call Xenophobia, um, Cranky Man sees another victim, Monoid, that falls over sick uh, and falling over at the TARDIS. And they're like, look at all these people dying. And they're trying to find an answer with the microtologist, but there isn't really anything they can do, apparently. And the captain finally microbiologist, speaks up, mic- microbiologist. I thought it said microtologist. Not micro- no, not microtologist. Microtologist isn't a thing. Yeah, I was gonna say because like I heard that. I thought I heard that in the show. And I was like, what does that mean? Do, do they mean microbiologist? Because anyway, yes, um, that's what they said. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and there's like nothing that they can really do the captain finally speaks up and he's saying like i'm drifting in and out of clarity but if i die make sure the voyage continues it's the only thing that's important the eventual landing and finish of the voyage in 700 years when the statue will be finished um and they and we his, must hmm? be colonial we must uh, and then Dodo's kind of racist a little bit. Um, and then we... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's a kid growing up in the 60s. I she's don't not care. fucking... She doesn't realize. I so know, I don't she... Care. I'm still gonna call it out. I mean, it, considering she was going to a British school. Um, she hears some drums and basically goes, hmm, I'm going to be racist and say, uh, wow, are those some savages? And then we see monoloid. I, 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 I'm going to I'm going to bring this up as a content- point of contention to you yeah. because it's it, it's 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 not intentional, um, uh, insidious uh, per- intentionally insidious racism, but it's, it is still racism. She legitimately doesn't know better no, I, because I know. she's not taught better. I know she doesn't know better, but what I'm saying is, in the day and age of 2020, I'm going to call it out. Yes, I'm saying yeah, call it out, but don't call it out in a way that implies that she 
should have known better because she didn't know better. I didn't say she and she wasn't know better. taught better. Well, you were saying you were saying it as if it was an active choice on her part. Well, I mean, I just—it's how I wrote it. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll go back and talk to Pastor you then. Okay, thank you. That's a good choice. Um, we see monoloids carrying a dead body through the halls and committing the body to a space burial. And we see Woo-hoo! the body fly out in a teeny tiny model. It just kind of is like put on a string and is thrown out the ship. Small model. Um, and there's apparently going to be a trial uh, with some people going to take their side and also the monolids side. Because they're the ones that died, of course. Also, Steven is possibly sick, so that's fun. But he goes anyway to go uh, out to do the trial. And they assume it was no accident and that they were here wanting to kill the entire spaceship so that they didn't take over their planet. And they don't believe that the TARDIS is a spaceship and they keep thinking he's a traitor to them. And they go, okay, well, here's the thing. They ask if the doctor would be willing to help them work on it and... He's like, well, yeah, and everyone's like, no, fuck that, he's a fucking piece of shit. And everyone's fucking shouting and scared. He's and an evil Batman and I do not like him. He, I don't understand him, so I do not like him. Yes. Um, the argument is that the fever was a stupid plan because it was difficult to enact, and also it would harm the Doctor and the crew themselves, so it's kind of stupid. Yeah. But then the other argument is also that if there's a small chance the doctor c- c- could cure it, why remove them at all? Because if it's a small chance, even like a 2% chance, like they should try to, you know, take it sort of thing. Yeah, they really should. Yeah. But, you know, um, humans. Mm-hmm. So after that, uh, they, a human has died. Oh, no. A body has been discovered. A body has been discovered. <laughs> Sorry, and... that's a Dungan Rumpa joke. Mm-hmm. And the bear comes out and tells them that they have to get ready for trial to figure out who was the one who was the murderer. Ah. <laughs> uh... Sorry, now I've just like completely recontextualized this this episode <laughs> as like a Dungan Rumpa now. <laughs> Even though there's a there's a more accurate oh. Dungan Rumpa. Doctor Who episode, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, keep so going. So now, without any jury or judge, they just fucking say, let's evict them into space. And then Stephen faints. And then they're found guilty fucking without pussy. any choice at all. Uh, but the doctor begs to help them find a cure, but is like, nah, we're gonna make the choice to ignore you. Two men come up and uh, ask, uh, hey, fuck ass, uh, fuck you. Uh, just consider trying. We have nothing to lose. And he's like, mm, no. So they assemble the monoids to go get them. But then the commander sits up in bed uh, and gets on the intercom and says, release the prisoners. Give them a lab to work on the cure. If the doctor can cure Steven, they're safe and alive. Uh, and that and that works. And he can help everybody else. And xenophobic fuck-ass fucky is angry, but does as he says. So they lift Steven onto a table, cover him with a blanket, and send Dodo to go get some plies. Then he tells Dodo again that she can't fucking speak, and I was very confused. And then 
for whatever reason, there's a huge, like, metal screech in the audio that hurts so bad. I don't know why. Yeah. It sounds like I a, don't know what that like was a metal, like, bookcase being dragged across cement, basically. It, ugh. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world. It, it's one of the things that get me, is things that have to do with metal, is one of the worst noises mm. for me. Um. So they talk about how there was a vaccine way back when in colonial times, um, but they need animals to make it or something. So they're like, go do that. We'll work on this. And one of the uh, monoids is apparently smarter than expected. And the doctor's like, oh, thank you for helping me. You know, your kind is so much smarter than most people give you credit for. And so on and so forth. And they make a serum Mm. and they use it on Steven. And then the doctor, 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 decides to go treat everyone without making sure that Stephen gets better, because of course, xenophobe is walking around um, to make sure that uh, it works, basically, and he's look watching them like a hawk. And the doctor comes over to check on Stephen, and he has like a seizure, and then his fever drops, and he's doing better. I mean, he's dead. He's better. Both can He's be true. Dead off. Both can be true. Uh, so Dodo go t- goes to tell them he is, of course, okay, and the commander sphere has also gone, so he's okay too. But then they go, "Oh, our final time is now," and they see what I thought was a jellyfish on screen, and I'm going to assume now. <laughs> I'm going to assume now <laughs> that it was the planet Earth burning up. That they were watching. Yes, it was, it was the planet. No, it was a giant <laughs> jellyfish that they had on the screen. They were watching the jellyfish <laughs> channel. The jellyfish was going blub blub. And then the blood came out of their eyes. Oh! Okay, I seriously didn't know exactly what it was supposed to be, okay? Everyone's no, okay. Yeah, that was... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the end of the episode, too. Yeah. Everyone's okay. They're talking to each other about finishing the statue. And they're like, you should come back and see it in 700 years. Xenophobia apologizes to the doctor. And then everyone scoots away on a Zamboni. And they head back to the TARDIS. Walking inside, waving to the Mentoys. And the TARDIS swooshes away. And we're still on the camera. And then the Mentoid puts the Zamboni in reverse. And slowly backs it up. This is holding on to the shot way longer than it should have. Um, but then the TARDIS weirdly swoops back into the same spot. Look in oh. place. That's weird. And That's Dodo weird. runs back outside and she can't seem to find anyone on the spaceship. That's weird. Um, That's really weird. And That's the, uh... <laughs> But they also see that the statue has been finished. So it's been 700 years. But here's the thing, Gam. Here's the kicker. That statue, we saw it earlier. It was supposed to look like a human holding a sphere. uh, I assume of the planet. And they're going to be like, this statue is for our children. Well, the problem is, is the statue now has the head of a mentoid. Oh, a mentoid? (laughs) Uh, a mentor, <laughs> whatever the the eyeball people. It's fine. A monoid. Monoid. 
Oh my god. Um, <laughs> that might happen again. I may not have spelled their name correctly <laughs> a lot. Oh my fucking god, dear. So, Mm -hmm. the monoids, speaking of them, they were played by actors who each were holding a ping pong ball in their mouth to represent the alien's single eye, Mm -hmm. and the upper portion of the actor's face was hidden by a beetle wig. Yeah. All of the wigs that are used, uh, like, I I made the joke of, like, from a distance, it kind of looked like a... Beatles reunion tour. But no, they are literally all, like, licensed Beatles wigs. Yeah. So it's like, this is what the, Be- this is what the Beatles look like in 10 million years. Mm-hmm. Did- yeah. Um, also, speaking of them, Steven's actor thought they looked ridiculous and could not take them seriously as a monster. Gotcha. He legitimately Good. was just like, like, come on. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so what happens in the third episode, dear? Um, well, the return. So they return. Oh, and, and they're confused as to why the head is like that. And the, there's leaves all over the ground. That's weird. And Evie is pawing at my mouth while I talk. Um, Dodo doesn't really fucking understand how time travel works because she's a child, apparently. And they're introduced to an automatic guiding device. Uh, on the ship, so everything's fine. It's flying without them. And then they're oh. like, weird, that... They should still probably have some people here to, to, to take care of everybody, right? And Taking care of business. They turn on the cameras, and we see a guardian doing something. He's bringing a drink to a monoid, apparently. And what? then a whole bunch of other humans are taking care of the monoids. Cooking oh my food, God. being generally slave-like, oh, and a human screws up in the kitchen and gets his arm sprayed, but apparently it was fire, and it fucked it up really bad, and a monoid comes in to speak to them, asking where they're from, um, and, like, what the fuck are they doing, and they expect them to be only friends with the humans, and that they will work for the monoids. So the crew will also obey them, apparently, because they are to see the leader. Number one shows them the video uh, when they come in of the doctor leaving and getting on the TARDIS, proving that they were there originally. You want to know why they came back? The TARDIS, of course, made the decision. The cure of the fever only works so much, though. Apparently mutated and got worse. So... No, well, it's a good thing that's not going to happen to any other viruses that we know of. Please don't. <laughs> Many of the humans uh, were killed, apparently, in the fight uh, because they were stupid and fought back, says the monoids. Well, because they didn't think that the monoids would, like, overthrow actually, them? like, try to overthrow them. They were, they, they were, like, peaceful. They were like, yeah. hey, yeah, sure, if you want to get these, like, heat things to help out, sure. Yeah, like, I, I basically saying the monoids thought they were stupid. So, yeah, monoids are mean. Mm-hmm. More like a... meanoids. Oh, oh, got him, got him. That's a yeah. real pog yeah. there, bro. Got him, got him. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's yeah. a ton of rumors uh, going around the ship apparently that just haven't wound up being true, including that traveling through time bit. Uh, but then the Ooh. doctors brought into the kitchen. And they're like, "Holy shit, the rumors are fucking true." 
And this is where they are going to help prepare the food and sleep and live. Always obedient. And they're all amazed that the doctor is back. And literally my first question is, why don't they just poison them? <laughs> if they control the food, just poison them. But we'll, we'll move on Because they there. looked at constantly. Yes. Um, the <sighs> Reputus is almost here. And the Mentoids are uh, ready to take over the planet for themselves. And they're going to send a landing party down first to check the planet. And they have a plan for that. So they oh. drop. So in the kitchen, they drop a pill in some water and then it's a bowl of potatoes. And oh, we, had a, we had a long conversation about the kinds of potatoes we wanted to eat and how oh, when man, Gam I, comes I to really America again, we're just right all now. eating potatoes. Please. Please send me potatoes right now. Please send Gam potatoes at Manly, Australia. That's the only part I can remember. Yep. That's, that's <laughs> it. That's the only part I can remember and will say and not dox you. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, keep going. The crew is making a plan to overthrow, overthrow the monoids, of course, and... One person drops a cuff off, cup off the table, and it's a distraction enough to try to steal a heat gun. But they <gasps> fuck up because another monoid fucking walks in and stops them. Oh, and then now shit. a human is dead, and the doctor and Dodo have to go with the monoids. The humans are dead. The humans are dead. The humans are dead. Good fucking song, and band. Um, one person. Uh. No, wait, what? Uh, they send down a ship to the planet to check everything out. Uh, and the Doctor and Dodo are on it. Oh! And they're looking for the Refusions. But one is invisible, I think, and it gets onto the ship and pulls some levers and stuff. And then leaves. So, you know. Uh, they see a castle in the distance, and they're wondering why they haven't met a Refusion yet. And they think that the place is deserted, even though they see a door slam. When they go to open it, there's no one in there. And Dodo's like, I don't like this. It's weird. And the monoid just, like, starts picking up shit and chucking it, going like, listen, if they're going to fucking come talk to me when I'm making this much noise, I want respect. And a voice finally fucking speaks up, uh, saying, put the fucking vase down, because you broke my first one. And he's like, no, I refuse, and goes to throw it. And his arm is forced to put it down. And then he puts the flowers back in the vase, like it. Like, they're very lovely. Um, yeah. Uh, they apparently made a device to kill all the guardians, and it's up in the statue. Oh, ho, ho, ho. But then a human hears this and gets really scared and goes to tell everyone in the kitchen. But no one wants to listen to him or hear him out until they do, and then they get scared. And the Refutoids knew that everyone was coming. But they got rid of their shape and form a long time ago because refusions? of refusions. It's fine. We're just gonna fuck up names just, back and forth. You just it's said fine. refutoids. It's fine. Um, and they can't even see each other because of a solar flare that happened, and they got rid of their shape and form. And it's okay. They're being taken over, and that's fine. They're okay with that. But the people need to be peaceful first. And the other two are that's going back. What they they just want people to live. They just want people to live on the planet. They want they want people to live and for peace to reign on the planet once more. Yeah. 
Listen, they're okay with being taken over. That's what I'm saying here. Well, it's not really... Whatever. Mm. Keep going. (sighs) They... The other two are going back with the ship to uh, warn everyone. But then a monoid fucking burns them alive. And I assume that they heard it. And the doctor and Dodo go out and find the body of the other guy that came with them, Mr. Redshirt. And two two mentions that the planet has people on it. And it's bad. But then the ship blows up uh, before he can finish the word bad. So there's (laughs) nothing the doctor and Dodo can do but sit and wait. Maybe there will be another ship. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they'll just stay on this planet forever, dear. I don't fucking know. Maybe. What do you think? Uh, there's a good chance. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. That's, that's, yeah, that sounds legitimate to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was the episode. And that was the oh. entire episode. They're stuck on the planet forever. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye, Doctor Who. Goodbye, Doctor Who. <laughs> We're like Doctor Who. Goodbye, Doctor Who. Um, so there's a lot of continuity with this episode and uh, other Doctor Who episodes in general. Like, um, they're kind of the great thing about Doctor Who is they go to so many different time time periods and shit, and yet still they find ways to contradict other storylines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, this one, they have the Earth burn and die in the year yeah. 10 million, but we know from the new seasons of Doctor Who that that's not what happens. Yeah. Um, although, you don't really see Earth die in this. You see the ball gaseous and trailing towards something, but you don't know what it is. Uh, whereas in the, the end of the world... We know that the National Trust, which is rich people, mm. uh, preserved the Earth for billions of years that followed yeah. it. So, um, little things like that throughout it. Um, mm-hmm. I, also, this isn't the only sort of arc-type ship that has been built from Earth. There are many different reasons why. Um, humans, there's the... the Starship UK, there's the Silurian spaceships. Uh, a lot of people wanted to get away from Earth because they thought it was bad. Um, but uh, one thing that has always kind of confused me about this one is they say it, it takes place in the 57th segment of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that everything the Doctor speaks of, uh, the the Romans, the... The Battle of Troy, the the Dalek Wars, that all takes place in the first segment of time. It's mm-hmm. like, fucking Jesus. I, like, this is a weird concept that they don't ever bring back, I don't think. They yeah. really should. Because um, they rarely go past, like, the 51st century. That's the, They rarely go past that, Doctor. And if they do, they go, like, really far forward. Like, from there, it's like, okay, suddenly it's... The year 10 million, mm-hmm. or it's the year 500 billion. Like, it's shit like that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, 
they have this the the segments of time are obviously f- so they could tell different stories at different times, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is a good thing because you don't want um it, it allows for so much unique storytelling at the very least. Like there's another story kind of kind of like this in that there is an arc that holds what they believe to be the the last of humanity. Um, mm-hmm. But it's at a different point in time, um, and it's a completely different type of story. The only thing that's similar is that there's humans on a, on an ark trying to get away from Earth because Earth is becoming, you know, mm-hmm. not a very nice place to live. Yeah. But yeah, what happens in the final episode, dear? Tell me. Um. Well, it's called the bomb, and they don't really know what's wrong with two. And they're like, mm, his report was favorable. Maybe he, like, landed and everything was fantastic. Fantastic. It was brilliant and fantastic. Um, and so we're confused, and one is kind of thinking what to do, but we'll apparently proceed with the main landings. Uh, four is sort of like, eh, please don't. I'm kind of confused as to what you're doing. And one is like, okay, well, if he fucks up with our shit, we'll kill him. And the invisible refutoid is uh, concerned about the Ark and how war can't come here. And they're going to give him one day before they start employing defensive measures. And apparently one of the subject guardians is too frightened to help the people in the kitchen. The one that came in earlier and was like, there's a bomb. Uh, So they're going to trick them into working for them. Uh, They load uh, the launchers with everyone and are preparing to leave with only the Mentoids. Uh, The Monoids are preparing to leave. Everyone is concerned about what the fuck is happening. Uh, The Guardian guy sneaks in or comes into the kitchen and he's like talking to them about what's going on. One guy. Ah. Sneaks out behind them, and when Scared Boy leaves, the Sneaky Boy opens up the kitchen for everyone to leave. And now all the Monoids are leaving now, and the bomb is set for 12 hours from now, so they're off the ship and going down to the planet. And the crew is like, we need to find that bomb and get back to Refusis. And the Monoids land and look around the planet, and we're like, you see this? I made this. And and they also she see the ship blown up and they go, oh, well, shit. Um, let's destroy whoever did that. And we see the Doctor and Dodo listening into the conversation and hear about the bomb before jumping on one of the ships. They call back to the launcher and Steven answers, saying, don't worry, we'll find the bomb. Uh, I guess. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. And the doctor, (laughs) spoilers, and the doctor uh, will send the launcher back to the Ark uh, by by using the refusions instead of the doctor so that they don't think someone's on this ship. They just think he set it to go and launch without anyone on it. And Steven wants to check the statue, but then gets distracted. And they're asking the doctor where the refusions are, but they haven't seen them. And he's like, listen, I haven't seen them. I have not seen <laughs> a single person on this planet. I haven't seen <laughs> the people you're talking about. Ha 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 
but if they don't talk, they're going to die. Isn't he right, Dodo? <laughs> oh, Dodo. <laughs> oh, come on, stop, stop. If they don't talk, uh, though, they're going to die. And four finally comes up and he's like, hey, one, like, stop. And they talk about how if you go back to the ship, you're going to blow up with the statue and everybody. And how they won't have time to get it out because it's really, really heavy. And he's like, you know what? We'll figure it out. And we'll figure it out. And so one takes a burn gun and they goes to kill all the people that followed four and all the others. And one guy is upset that they're picking the ship over their own lives, of course. And uh, pretty much goes like, I don't understand why we have to worry about everybody else on this ship who's microscopic. Because, yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> well, Melissa, uh, the lady that was the one that knocked over a pot, apparently, is also going to stay with them. And... For the most part, everyone has a plan to go and do things. Sorry, I'm talking. Oh yeah, about plans are important, dear. Yeah. Um. Potato Mel- Mel- Melissa Lady and Steven start to go look for the bomb, and the monoids are walking through the woods, and we see number one holding them at gunpoint. And number one is saying, these are my orders anymore, get fucked. And number four is like, no. And then they all get into a fight and run away from each other. And they die in the best possible. That's about the best way I can explain it, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, t- 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 a landing ship is seen, and it's the Guardians. Uh, Scaredy Boy, of course, of course, goes out first and sees the monoids and goes, oh, Bastards! And gets fucking killed. The monoids keep fighting, uh, the, and the rest of the Guardians sneak out of there. One of them goes, gets the doctor, and they all leave together. And we see Aww. number four still alive, but he's shaken to the core, worn the fuck out. You know, the usual... And they contact Steven while flying back to the Ark and tell him it's at the head of the statue. And the refusion is apparently amazing and can help well, okay. him with the statue you, by lifting it because you he's gotta very, remember. Very you gotta remember, when the solar flare supposedly happened, they lost all form. Mm-hmm. Basically, all they are are disembodied voices now that can, like, they're not, like, invisible. Like, a solar flare didn't make them invisible. It made them lose form. So I guess it kind of makes sense. It's still kind of ridiculous, but it kind of makes sense. Uh, So they put the giant statue in the launch bay, push it out of the ship... Not to mention that's not how solar flares work, but whatever. Oh, that's the thing we're worried about, is the solar flare? (laughs) Listen, if they're gonna say that's what solar flares did to them, that's not how solar flares work. Uh, and Doctor see, Who gets way better at how at using solar flares for shit. Tr- it's trust kind me. of it's kind of amusing to me. Um, so when you're finding issue with the solar flare, which is funny to me because in the Viking episode last week, we had issue, or I had issue with like the fact that they were using like English swords from not 1066. And you were like, don't worry yes. about it. I'm like, I'm I'm worried about it. 
Well, I say don't worry about it because I know why they were using it. it mm-hmm. They weren't using it as if, like, these are the swords that they actually use, but they were using it yeah. as, like, a these are the swords that we have access to in yes. our prop department, so yeah. this is what we're going to use. It's like, if they did that in modern-day Doctor Who, yes, I would have a problem with it, because modern-day Doctor Who has the budget to have period-accurate uh, stuff. And they make a point to try and do that when they can. So it's like, if they did that, that's a big mistake. And like, come on, you're better than this. But mm-hmm. doing this in like the 60s, it's like, yeah, no, I know why they did that. Yeah. Maybe someone, well, maybe they legitimately thought that it was accurate as well yeah, while maybe. they were doing it. But still, it doesn't matter. I, I like, guess, no I guess what I'm getting at accurate. here is that it's amusing to me that like, it's very obvious that I like things that are fantasy and high fantasy and you don't. And I and you like things that are sci-fi or like sciency in general, and I don't. And that is the whole point of this podcast. And it just it shows, and it's sort of amusing to me. That's all I'm saying. So the refusions, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the refusions are also going to uh, help them get down to the planet because everyone's safe now. But there's one condition: they have to make up with the monoids before they can colonize Refuses. They have to make out with them. <laughs> yes, they have to get mono before they can colonize Refuses. So the crew gets back and then the crew gets back on the Zamboni and they get the fuck out of there with a scene that is not nearly as long, thank fuck. And the TARDIS off. It was long off. for a reason. And we see Steven and Dodo finally in, like, some late 60s to early 70s clothing. Like, very mod. Very mod clothing. And then the doctor sneezes and they're like, Doctor, did you catch her fever? And then they're like, wait, Doctor, where'd you go? And he's turning invisible? And they're like, we don't understand what's happening. And he's like, this is some sort of attack. And that's the celestial toy room that we're not going to watch. Um, I really, really hate that one. <laughs> I legitimately love that episode so much. Yeah. Um, and the villain's great, the episode's great, the story's great, what happens in it is really psychedelic and cool. You're um, free to catch us up next time. No, because I don't want to spoil it in case we do end up watching it. Um, but, um, yeah. So what do you think of this episode, dude? Like a four, maybe. Three or four. I... There were parts of it that were like, oh, that's interesting. But the the logic kind of part of my brain where I was like, they could just poison them. Or, like, do other things sneaky behind the monoids back. Yeah, and, and I guess the thing to me is, like, also, you say something like that, and I say, sure, except for the fact that the monoids were watching their every move. And these humans aren't the same type of humans that you first meet. These are humans that have gotten weaker well, over time okay, because of that Okay, but I would virus. like to counter, there's a whole point where that one guy comes in to talk to them, and they're like, let's trick him. So they literally have someone run outside because no monoid is watching them. And then there was also the situation where they say, uh, let's cover this up, and they make a plan to cover the guy, like, the fake sleeping man up, where no one was watching them as well. But, I... I, what? 
there's like three or four, two or three instances, like where they're not being watched, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, and you say that as a flaw, and I see that as a a point of this is what they're at. Like they are so they have been born into this slavery. Mm-hmm. They have been born to have essentially any sense of resistance beaten out of them. Well, yes, but they to also a point are where they they didn't actually the need. Time. They didn't actually need anyone looking out, looking, watching out for them half the time because a they were locked in that kitchen, and okay. well then b the monoids had then... cameras everywhere watching them still. Well, then at that point, like we could still say that they could still be poisoning them because they, even though they were born slaves, which I understand that, they had the drive to try and win before the doctor got there. No, they didn't. They did. They talked about trying before and how it never worked. I, I, th- I'm just saying that's the kind of nitpicks that bug me. Is like I see all these possible things that I feel like they could do, and it just kind of bugged me. So that's yeah. Why I didn't and really I mean, like the, the thing to me is like you see those things, and I can tell you there are things that explain it away. Not all the time. Sometimes it's like, yeah, no, that's just dumb. But with this, it's like, nope, yeah, there are ways to explain away this sort of thing. Like, I mean, like, that that's <laughs> fine. I'm still gonna give Plus it also, four. they don't have knowledge as, they don't have knowledge of poisons. Like, they don't know what would poison the monoids. And okay. trying it would mean certain death. I'm still gonna give it a four. Plus, how would you kill all of the monoids? They don't all eat that one bowl of food. Well, no, but that's not how baking... Okay. Still gonna give it a four. Yeah, it's fine. Fine, whatever. Fucking... Yeah? Fucking whatever. Next week, mm-hmm. we're not watching the Celestial Toy Room unless it comes out between now and then, but it's not... Mm-hmm. I wish it did, but it's not. It's not even on the list of DVDs that they're looking to remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so we skip it, and we go to The Gunfighters. That is Woo. an episode. Woo. Another historical episode that I Woo. thought Dia would know something about, but I guess she doesn't know anything about the gunfight at the OK Corral. I... So. I know it was a gunfight, and I know Billy Kid, and that's all I know. That is not Billy <laughs> Okay, well, I know it was a gunfight. Yeah, I, well, it's a bit more than a gunfight, but okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. We'll see you next week then. For it? Seriously? It's not yeah. that bad. I just didn't like it. I'm allowed to not like it. Well, yeah. Sure. Um. Okay, so... We'll see you next week then for the gunfighters. Okay, Kowal. Okay, Mr. Kowal. Okay, goodbye, Mr. Kowal. Please stop. No. No. Bye.